Fired Up fabulous people. Thank you again for listening to the All Fired Up podcast. And guess what? I can't believe it. This is the 50th episode of All Fired Up. I have been ranting for 50 brilliant conversations and I feel like we're really just only getting started. So thanks to everyone for listening and the support that you have shown to this podcast and it definitely keeps me going. And of course, if you have something that you really want to rant about or you want to get me to find someone to rant about, please send me your rage. Let me know what is pissing you off about diet culture and email me at louise at untrapped.com.au. Tell me all about it and we'll see if we can get your rant on air here. So speaking of rants, I, I usually take this time before we start the show to tell you about free eBooks and uh, resources and stuff like that. Today, I want to be slightly different, a bit, a bit off course perhaps, but uh, I have recently written a blog which is updating everybody about the Fast Track to Health trial, which is uh, about to kick off here in Australia, sadly, in uh, Sydney and in Melbourne, where 186 adolescent teens are being targeted for a particularly heinous example of a weight loss trial where they're essentially starving all of the kids for a month on shakes and then uh, comparing two groups of a, a normal calorie controlled starvation diet with uh, the addition of an intermittent fasting group where these poor kids for an entire year will be put on um, less than a thousand calories a day three days of the week for an entire year. And like, I can't even bring myself to say stuff like this because it's so horrifying. Uh, I did put in a complaint about this trial and I had it co-signed by some fantastic and fierce anti-diet health professionals and organisations. And this blog, I'm updating everybody on the outcome of that complaint, which was generally a please just fuck off. Uh, so I have published this blog. I really encourage everyone listening to the All Fired Up podcast to please go and read this blog. Uh, get yourself across what's going on and learn how you can help step in, raise awareness about this trial and hopefully we can stop them in their tracks or certainly do some grassroots activism and pushback to educate the parents and kids that are being targeted so that we can empower them to say no to participating in this trial. So please go to the Untrapped website, untrapped.com.au, click on blog, and uh, it's the blog that's the most recent one there, which is update on the fast track trial starving our teenagers. Oh my goodness, my blood boils when I think about that. But Again, I really want to say thank you because I've been just like literally inundated with emails, messages, social media stuff. So many people are irate. So many more people are actually submitting complaints themselves direct to the research team, which I think is fabulous. And I know some people are even writing to uh, politicians and teachers unions and all kinds of people in power. So we really can make a difference, but only if we talk, only if we use our voices and say, hell no, we've got to stop this. So I'm just, uh, I'm so pleased that this has upset and galvanised people as much as it has me. So thanks out everyone out there who's pushing back with me. It means a lot. And of course, for anyone who's out there and who is struggling with their relationship with food and their body, 
uh, with dining culture and all of the damage that it does, please consider joining our wonderful Untrapped program, which is how we manage to bring you this podcast every week. Untrapped is an incredible online masterclass and it's more than that. It's an online community of people who have um, come out of the other side of diet prison and who are learning to live free and intuitively and in an embodied, liberated, fierce way. So the, the Untrapped program was made by me and all these amazing anti-diet health practitioners Uh, and I really think it's a truly special program which is getting some fabulous results for people and when I say results they're nothing to do with people's weight results it's all about people's freedom results and people's um, feeling of being at peace with their relationship with food and at peace with their bodies and basically kind of at peace with the idea that nothing is wrong with them, something is wrong with the culture that we live in uh, and we need to sort of reset, recalibrate and reclaim our bodies as our own. So please join us because it's always lovely to meet new people who are escaping diet culture and to share with them all of our experience and everything that's going on for us and all of the wonderful resources that are there in Untrapped. So if you're interested, join us, untrapped.com.au. On to the subject of this week's podcast, which is the keto diet. I'm sure you've heard of it, <laughs> as in everyone. Oh, my gosh, this one really is taking the world by storm. You know, it's really, uh, I guess, come off the back of the low-carb, high-fat movement. It's taken it one step further into keto. So in this episode, I am talking to a wonderful person. Her name is Jessie Haggerty. She is a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor, as well as a certified PT, and she works in Massachusetts in the United States. She also has a really awesome podcast called The Body Love Podcast, which I highly encourage you listening to. I came across uh, Jessie's wonderful blog, which is a dietitian's take on going keto. And I just thought it was such a nice explanation of what uh, the keto diet's all about, that the origins of uh, keto and ketosis, what it actually is, and just why we really need to steer clear of it. So I knew I had to have her on to talk about this wonderful takedown of keto. So without further ado, I bring you me and the wonderful Jessie. So, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. What is firing you up? Um, well, we are recording this in January when there's a lot of diet talk um, mm-hmm. happening just all around us and especially in my the work that I do. So I think I'm like really fired up on dispelling some myths around some of like the hot diets that are being talked about now. <laughs> there is a plethora of hot diets in January yeah. <laughs> around the world. Is there one that's specifically pissing you off? <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few. Um, I had done an episode on my podcast uh, last year about the Whole30 diet. That one specifically pisses me off. Uh, and then I, like the the sister diet to Whole30 is the keto diet, which I've also talked a lot about, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, keto diet is really taken off, hasn't it? It's like enjoying massive popularity like kind of around the world. It's definitely um, here in Australia, like got us by the throat. 
uh, and <laughs> and it, I read your blog post that you wrote about a dietitian's take on the keto diet, and I just thought it was fabulous because you went through uh, a lot of things that you know, because you hear about these terms, ketosis, they sound really sciencey and really kind of <laughs> compelling if, um, yeah. you know, if they're being sold to us by, you know, breathless people in Lycra. But <laughs> actually hear what it is, like it's quite unnerving when, when you look at um, what is actually happening to somebody when they're voluntarily putting themselves in a state of ketosis or trying to get into ketosis. Oh, totally. So and I have to give um, my intern a lot of credit for that blog post too, Caitlin mm-hmm. Corradino. Um, she did a lot of the heavy lifting on the research and the content there. So I want to make sure that I give her a little shout out too. Yeah, definitely. Such a great article. I encourage everyone to go and have a read of it maybe as as they're listening to this podcast. I'll stick it in the show notes. But what is the keto diet all about? Good question. Uh, (laughs) Interesting is that the keto diet is actually one of those, um, one of the few maybe only diet that has become really mainstream that started as a a medical solution for children with epilepsy. Oh, right. Yeah. So a lot of pediatric dietitians are helping children with epilepsy follow um, a ketogenic diet, which essentially just means a very high fat, medium amount of protein and very, very low carbohydrate diet. So it's typically, I think around like 5% of your diet is carbohydrates. And typically we're recommending like somewhere between 40 and 60% of your diet be carbohydrates. Mm. Uh, I can see how low that is. But a lot of the research that's been done around the keto diet for has been done with children and in terms of seizure prevention. And what's even more interesting is that it's typically reserved for children who are not responding to medication. So it's not like a first line of defense because it's so difficult to follow, especially for children who are like Ooh. eating chicken fingers and mac and cheese all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Ooh. And even... Um, in the children who are like eligible to kind of use this as uh, a way of preventing seizures, it's typically only works about 50% of the time. Um, Like this diet got adopted by the mainstream community as like a way to, I mean, honestly, I think the only thing I've really seen people talk about is weight loss. There are, there's, some people that talk about disease management, but for the most part, it's like a weight loss, fat loss. Mm, mm. That is fascinating to understand like the origins of it. So you're saying that it sort of arrived as a, not the first protocol for kids with epilepsy, but a last ditch medication resistant help for these kids. And it's really, really hard. And it only works in 50% of those kids who do it and so is the pathway for kids like is the reason that it's sort of hypothesized to work is by restricting carbohydrates that much in kids 
that they're less likely to have seizures because their brains are being starved in a way. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure of the mechanism. And I, I'm, I'm happy to be corrected if I'm wrong on this. I think that the mechanism is actually unclear to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think, think you mentioned that actually in the blog. Yeah. Yeah. Trial and error type thing. But it's interesting because, you know, I, one of the things I talk a lot about with people, especially with the keto diet or any other diet is kind of, or any other diet or kind of implementing any changes into like what you're eating or your exercise, you know, patterns is that like, you always have to kind of weigh the cost benefits. Yeah. And I feel like we have this really extreme example of children who might be having life-threatening seizures and for them to say like, okay, maybe I'll try this and see if this could work. Like this is, yeah, like you said, a last ditch, like, okay, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to put this like insane restriction on my child in an effort to have them not have seizures anymore. And as much as that sucks, like I would hate to have to put my child on um, that type of protocol, I could totally understand um, where someone is coming from if they if they really feel like this is like the best solution, and that goes for kind of any you know dietary implementation. I, I think that you know there's a lot of people who have feel like this might be very helpful for them, but then sometimes it can kind of just lead to a lot of disordered eating and stress and it doesn't always work and yeah we always feel like that's our fault well it it has the downside of every other diet on the planet that it it basically leads to everybody feeling restricted and that leads to a disordered relationship with food and binge eating and guilt and all of that kind of stuff as well as all of the metabolic impacts from dieting and you know you and I both work with people every day who are damaged by these kinds of diets you know mm-hmm. so whoa but um I would love to know the story wouldn't you of how someone figured okay here's this horrible thing that we have to do to some kids in order to <laughs> stop them having these awful seizures I reckon that's a great idea to sell at the gym like how on earth <laughs> this got, you know, built into a, a obviously very profitable way of selling weight loss in diet culture. It's just crazy. Yeah. Because I don't know about over in the States, but definitely here in Australia, keto is big and it's big in the gyms and big in like bodybuilding and big with men. But that's not to say that it's not being pushed at women as well. It's just, it's so popular. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think it's like, it's kind of the like Atkins 2.0 or like, <laughs> I mean, I think that it's, in, I'm so like, I'm fascinated at the fact that like the low carb phase, like has, we're still not out, out of the woods with that. <laughs> no, we just keep going for like fewer yeah. and fewer carbs. Cause like Atkins and, and stuff is like, low carb but this is like no carb this is yeah. like I see you Atkins and I raise you like even more starvation because <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. like center to this sort of keto diet is this idea of 
getting in ketosis, right. which like, what is ketosis? So there's a difference between uh, ketosis and ketoacidosis, right? So a lot of times if you are diabetic, you are at risk of going into ketoacidosis if your blood sugar levels um, remain very low. And then ketosis is when you don't have enough like sugar in the body to kind of keep your brain running efficiently, to keep everything else in your body running efficiently. Um, so your liver starts instead of creating carbohydrates or carbohydrates that you can use for fuel, it's creating ketones. And so your body essentially is running on these molecules called ketones, uh, which essentially puts you in a state of ketosis. And the way I like to describe it is that like, this is your body's like backup mechanism where like, if you go a really long period of time between meals or you don't have regular access to food, your body's not going to be like, Oh crap, we ran out of carbs. Like we we have to die now. Um, It has this backup mechanism to make sure that like you can survive and you know, your brain is working and your body is working and you can find food and do other things with your life. So, so I, I think that a lot of times when I try to talk about this, people think I'm saying that it's like impossible to that for your body to run on ketones. And like, that's definitely not the case, but it's yeah. definitely not your body's like preferred mechanism for energy. Um, mm-hmm. And I like to think of it as like, this is kind of your body's way of just like taking care of you when like you, you don't have access to carbohydrates. Yeah. So it's like this is the um, the backup method of not dying, and it's kind <laughs> of like <laughs> if you're wandering through the desert and you've got like no food except the occasional goanna, then your body will be running on ketosis. Yeah, and this is being sold as a healthy diet for yes. people. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've officially heard it all now. Yeah, because. You, you literally hear people bang on about ketosis as if it is a superior way of living. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. It's like just biologically not. It's it's supposed to be, I guess, a temporary. Um, you know, like you said, a backup parachute. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. as is most things, like when we're not fueling our body properly, and look, like nutrition science is still so young. Like, I don't think that there's a perfect formula out there for like how many carbohydrates we need and how many grams of protein and how many grams of fat and all of that. But I think that when it comes to survival, like your body has a lot of mechanisms in place to keep you alive. So if you're, let's say not getting enough protein, your body will start to like break down your muscle. Um, and it can do that, but it doesn't mean that it should. (laughs) No. Yeah. So, because a lot of people on the keto are looking at like, you know, maybe doing bodybuilding or, you know, gym culture sort of stuff. So what you're saying is actually ketosis can lead to muscle degradation as opposed to bodybuilding. Is that right? No, sorry. With that example, I was just saying that if you if you're not eating enough protein, um, oh. your body would start to use your muscle, and it's a again, it's a survival mechanism. But I I kind of liken that to like if you're not eating enough carbohydrates, your body starts making ketones, but it doesn't 
doesn't mm. mean that it should be doing that or it needs to be doing that. No, no. Um, you're kind of like putting more stress on the body for like sake of white loss. diet. <laughs> yeah. <White loss. laughs> yeah, because that's really what people are after. Right. Um, I mean, you know, as a psychologist, I guess my uh, one of my concerns <laughs> about this is the impact on the brain of starving it of its preferred energy source because brains love glucose and carbohydrates so I mean you're saying in in children with you know this medical need perhaps it's cost benefit on on epilepsy on the brain it's it's sort of possible but in adult brains what, what that must do to to your ability to think right Yeah. And it's interesting because I, like I talked to you about earlier, like I'm kind of, I, after we published that blog post, you know, I got, I mean, a lot of messages from people who are like strong advocates for the keto diet and, um, has it's, you know, has, have told me that it's quote unquote worked for them. And I always, you know, challenge people to say like, what is, what does that mean? Mm. Um, and I had kind of like no intention of debating on like if the keto diet um, helped people with weight loss or a lot of people told me that it helped um, lower their blood sugar levels. And I was like, well, yeah, because you're not eating any carbohydrates. <laughs> like, of course it will do that. But again, like that doesn't mean that's a good thing and like yeah. we can talk more about that if you want to but but I think for like every one message that I got like that I got another 10 from people who said that you know they had tried this diet and had kind of experienced a lot of those side effects of of just eating a very low carbohydrate diet where they couldn't really think clearly and they couldn't concentrate and mm-hmm. you know people who were in school and couldn't get through their classwork and I yeah. mean it, just and it's like it chips away at you little by little, and so it can be really easy to be like, "Oh no, I feel fine, I feel energized," and it's like, mm. yeah, yeah, it's on how you feel, but yeah, I think, and I think too that you, like you touched on that, of course, your blood sugar is going to drop if you've got no sugar <laughs> coming in, but that Fiona Willer, my colleague talks about this concept of metabolic austerity where mm. when people are on diets, um, their their health conditions might be suppressed. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, blood sugar, insulin, all of that kind of stuff might look like it's improving, but really it's just um, a body that doesn't isn't, isn't actually even well enough to be unwell. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating. Oh, gosh. And, of course, like not being able to poo is another problem with oh keto. <laughs> yes. And so much constipation. Yeah, because there's not enough fiber. Um, because if you're like literally not having any carbohydrate, ah, oh, right. Not being able to poo, not being able to poo is a big deal. Oh my god, I would <laughs> be miserable. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then especially because I work with so many people who would like kill for normal bowel movements yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like people are voluntarily not they're like no thanks 
Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's not very appealing. Plus the the bad breath thing comes up a lot. <laughs> what What is that about, that the bad breath? Um, I, so from what I've read, it is, a, I think that's a side effect of like the, the ketones actually having that specific smell and then kind of making their way out of the body through the breath. Gross. The breath <laughs> and the urine, yeah. Oh, oh my I mean, that's how we normally get rid of, I mean, I, I hate saying this word, but it's true. Like toxins in the body come out through your urine and your breath. Yeah. Right. Oh, like that's okay. how we release carbo, um, CO2. Right. Yeah. So you can't release as many through the normal pathways when you're on a, in a state of ketosis? Um, I don't know if it's just like you can't release as many through the normal pathways. I think that's just like one of the pathways that gets released. Oh God. Yeah. Just, you're not selling it to me. I have to say, oh. <laughs> um, you know, I have, um, a story about, uh, a colleague who works in a small country town in, um, sort of remote Australia and, ketone diets have become so big in this area that the you know the urine strips that people with diabetes uh, use they're actually sold out in the pharmacy so people with like health conditions are being unable to test their urine because um, the keto diet people have fanatically bought up the reserves oh my gosh (laughs) because um I think what people do is like we on the strip to check if they're in ketosis. And doesn't doesn't sound like relaxed to me to do that kind of thing. To be so obsessed with we and forget all about poo. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that is one of the things that I always call out about this specific diet is that it like really is just so unsustainable and you'd hope so follow um again the the point of it being to get in this state of ketosis and getting there and staying there is so difficult that it's like so many people who are doing this are actually kind of torturing themselves and then like not even getting to this like glorified state. And I'm I'm almost hesitant to say that because I don't want to like throw out a challenge for anyone. (laughs) Please please don't try No. Either way, it just seems like it's a lot of work for for like very little the very little research that we have on it. So we don't really have any solid research that this diet is helpful at all aside from that we have around epilepsy yeah in kids and kids brains I read somewhere um, on I think in your blog that kids brains are operating differently to adult brains and that's why they don't do this intervention in adults with epilepsy Mm -hmm. only in kids yeah but just so incredibly extreme and so some of the you said in the blog that there's only research to like six months or 12 months or something like that. There's not, you know, and we know, I mean, we know, don't we, from the other 70 years of weight science research that all diets will work, quote unquote, in terms of um, some weight loss initially. 
then the body will fight back and recover. And there's impacts on metabolism. And uh, with this kind of approach to weight loss in, in terms of restricting your carbohydrate so much, there's all these other really scary kinds of potential physiological impacts that are just not good for us. So you did get a lot of comments when you put out the blog and it's fascinating because you wrote the blog quite a while ago but people keep on commenting. It's like kind of blown up, <laughs> blown up a lot of interest and yeah. some of the people, like I said, who are very strongly invested in this really didn't like what you were saying. <laughs> One of the comments, I just thought I had to read it out. You were drowning in carb tarb cognitive dissonance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, have, have you noticed that that the the kind of low carb diet uh, people have a? I'm not going to say culty, but it's a little bit like a um, an us and them kind of thing. With people who eat carbs are like carb tarb. What does that mean? <laughs> no, I really don't know. I don't know. Are they saying? I'm just guessing. Is it saying carb retarded in, in terms of like saying there's something wrong with people's brains who eat carbohydrates? I don't know because that is the pot calling the kettle, kettle black. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't know. And I think like the way I kind of check myself is that like I am like I am not in the business of like trying to get people to eat more carbs. Like I'm not subscribing to a specific diet that's like, you need to eat this many carbs or like this percentage or this many grams. But I'm like, if this feels like forced or restrictive or unnatural for you, which it likely is (laughs) insane, um, then this probably isn't for you. And I think like, you know, there's always going to be that handful of people who are like, I do this and it's so easy and there's no issues. I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to a different podcast. Exactly. But that is, that is the N equals one problem, which is this works for me. Therefore the entire body of science is incorrect, which that you're doing a disservice to science when, when you say stuff like that. If, if it's not working for the majority of people and if a lot of people are actually becoming unwell and developing disordered eating, then keep your opinion to yourself or, as you say, go elsewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's this, that selling of this is my experience, so it's all okay and that there's no kind of risks. And I reckon that's a cognitive dissonance state because you can't hear the enormous evidence on, on harm yeah absolutely um so there's been a big response to the blog which is it it just indicates how popular this approach is and Mm -hmm. gosh won't it be nice when we can go back to like um the high carb fads and start talking about that (laughs) i think the problem is that when we go to the high carb fads and there's like low fat fads at the same time Oh, there'll always be something to talk about, won't there? Always something, yeah. (laughs) So I have to tell you a funny story, which is not funny, really, but it is funny. (laughs) So in in preparation for this podcast, 
So in preparation for this podcast, I, you know, was doing my due diligence and having a look and obviously some of my search terms on my computer about ketosis and um, keto diet made my Facebook ads a bit of a target. So because I'm usually like really good with with filtering out all of this kind of stuff, but totally uh, occasionally they they find me. So this thing popped up and it said the keto ultra diet. Try out a free bottle of my ketosis pills. <laughs> and you know, being a fearless investigator, I I signed up for it. And guess what happened? I got scammed. This company took $300 out of my credit card and then were immediately uncontactable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. $300. So, obviously, I reported it to the bank. And then, um, this is a warning to everybody else out there, I checked their actual Facebook group um, and everyone else had said this scammed me out of $300. So, I mean, I should have checked. <laughs> That is wild. I know. So I, I got my money back. Um, but guess what? A couple of days ago, I got five bottles of Keto Tone Advanced Weight Loss Pills in the mail. And um, <laughs> it's from the USA. So thank you for that. And it, it even says, but there's all this stuff written on the bo- on the bottle and then it says there's an asterisk and in tiny writing it says, these statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. <laughs> this product, yeah, this product is not intended to diagnose, treat or prevent any disease. But, my God, these little supplements, 300 bucks. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. So in it, it has magnesium, calcium and sodium. Which that just sounds like a, a Gatorade to me. Yeah, go drink some coconut water. <laughs> Have a banana. And it's going to cost less than three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh! But this is what happens, right? With fads, you know, it's it's it might have this started with a really legitimate, if very high risk, intervention for kids. It's it's sort of exploded into a a weight loss fad and of course with that comes the uh, actual you know shysters and snake oil salesmen profiting off stupid people like me <laughs> who yeah, not just stupid people people who are desperate and you know who are really just believing all the hype when it's everywhere of course stuff like this is going to look attractive um, it's yeah, and I think that it's interesting because the company that scammed you, and I think this is an important thing for everyone to think about with like all like all diet, not all diet companies, but a lot of the diet companies that are out there is that this company it does not have like any stake in your health or well-being. They're recognizing that people are desperate and they're capitalizing on that. Mm. Whereas like, I do think that there are people in like the health and wellness industry who are like very well meaning, but like just still can't get off like mm. the, 
the diet pushing. Mm. But I do think there are companies out there that realize like, oh, we're going to get a ton of people to click on this advertisement because everybody wants this. Like everybody Mm. wants to, you know, lose weight or change their body or cure their illness. And they're just like capitalizing on our, um, Mm. yeah, our fear and our insecurities. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it is predatory, absolutely predatory. And I've just remembered actually that um, this one, when it popped up, it says, as seen on Shark Tank, which is like a TV show. You've got it over there too, yeah? I I actually love Shark Tank. Me too. And that's why I clicked on it. And (laughs) since I realised that this was never on Shark Tank, but um, like the, these these pill this pill company was never on Shark Tank. Um, yeah, they can just say that they were because why they, not? Well, because someone was someone like a this this really annoyed me too. Like a a, a dietitian and a bariatric yeah. surgeon from Victoria here in Australia went on Shark Tank with this like keto yes diet home delivery company. Right, where, right, right. I saw that. Oh. Oh, I just can't because like they're charging people so much money basically to not feed them. And <laughs> and the the woman from Boost Juice invested in them. Like I mean, what kind of planet do we live on when we're investing money into bullshit like this and eating disordered treatment units throughout the country are, you know, horribly we just don't have enough to keep up with demand. We could absolutely funnel that money into desperately needed services and stop funneling it into these bullshit profiteer people who are, like you said, making a buck off desperation. Right. So unsustainable. Yeah, it really is. It's funny that you say that because I, I remember like for me, a really distinct moment when I was in college being like, I can't afford to diet. Like I can't afford low calorie (laughs) financially. Like I'm not going to pay, spend all this money at the grocery store to like starve myself. Like that's ridiculous. I know. (laughs) That's right. There's a privilege in in all of this and 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 just the enormous privilege of selling starvation through ketosis. Oh my gosh. It's it's galling. Absolutely. Uh, And, you know, I am really privileged to sustain uh, theft off my credit card without going under, but there are many, many people who that would just undo and it's criminal. And I I did report it to the bank as criminal and there's obviously not just me being scammed in this, but... I was talking to a guy uh, at the bank and he's like, well, we we need a certain number of people to complain before we raise an investigation and because it's an overseas company, it's quite difficult to follow. So, Oh, my gosh. Right? Going. Yeah. And, you know, that really pisses me off too because this popped up on my Facebook ad, you know, as seen on Shark Tank, blah, 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 blah. Seriously, on Facebook ads, I can't even use the word bullshit without them right. not letting me advertise. Yes, absolutely. And yet these these predators can can falsely advertise and then steal people. I think 
you know, as much time as I spend like debating on whether or not diets work or like I say, quote unquote works. Like I, I I kind of, at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't really care if it works. Like I really care if it's ethical and if it's humane and if it's accessible really to people like all across the health spectrum, all across socioeconomic classes and like this, Mm -hmm. I would not you know, in that category at all. No, no, this is very elitist to kind of stuff propaganda. And, and it, yeah, it just ignores a lot of the reality of people's lives. <sighs> Feeling so wound up, but also. <laughs> That's the podcast, right? You're all fired up now. I am literally fired up. So I would encourage anyone getting scammed by this Facebook message or anyone getting approached by um, keto warriors to really think about the potential risks as well as any kind of benefit and just, you know, always go non-diet. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my flag that I want to fly. And we don't really need all of these, like you said, like rules and regulations about macronutrient intake balance and all that kind of stuff. It's just so much easier and much more empowering to just sort of recognize the bullshit of diet culture and go all the way back to your own body. Like, am I hungry? What do I feel like? (laughs) Am I full? You know, Am, am I enjoying and having a satisfying, flexible relationship with food? Because all of that gets ignored with these kinds of weight loss gurus, you know. The word enjoyment literally is never mentioned. And (laughs) I think there's a reason for that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, you know, the other thing that is important to recognize is that there, I think somewhere along the way, like the, the field of nutrition kind of went from like having real like therapeutic and like medicinal aspects of it. Like, you know, there are aspects of nutrition that we can use to help people with certain, you know, chronic illness management or just like overall well-being. But it's somewhere along the lines that like kind of took a turn to like that all sounds great, but like, how do we get smaller? <laughs> like, how do we lose? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I think it's really important that when you're kind of looking into something like this, like you really take a step back and say like, what is the problem I'm actually trying to solve right now? Mm-hmm. Um, am I really able to kind of like put weight loss on the back burner? And like, if that's the case, like, am I really willing to look into like some real research on this topic and yeah. not use like the N equals one? Cause that's how so many of these diets come about is like one person, one mm. guru mm. is, saying like, oh, this worked for me to cure X, Y, and Z condition. So like, I'm going to show you how it can work for you too. Yeah. It's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the only, the, the, the big picture is really important. Like, what am I really trying to solve here? And actually, is there even really a problem? (laughs) (laughs) that's a very good question yeah Yeah. because a lot of the time nothing's wrong a lot of the time these so-called solutions create massive problems that are really difficult to undo Mm -hmm. so 
putting it up, you know, put it here it is, January 2019. If this can be the year when you break free from all of this bullshit and get back to yourself, wouldn't that be like so much more fun than ketosis? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jesse, for writing that blog and speaking on such an important topic and your intern as well, because like it's obviously stirred up a lot of controversy, but I'm sure you've helped more than one person steer through and navigate this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Thank you, Jesse. What a wonderful conversation and such an important one as uh, ketosis craze sweeps the planet uh, and threatens to suck more of us under. So I really hope that you've gotten a lot out of this episode if you're thinking at all that any of this keto uh, malarkey might be a good idea because just it's not. Please don't do it to yourself. Oh, my goodness, you're not going to believe the epilogue that I have to this story. So I was telling Jess and you guys that I actually got scammed by the keto ultra diet people as I was researching for this show and I told you the story of what happened. So a couple of weeks ago, I am pottering around my lounge room and for some reason I had Channel 9 on and A Current Affair came on. A Current Affair is like, um, you know, one of those seedy kind of shows that exposes scams and pensioners getting ripped off and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, up it pops and guess what they're doing a story on? Keto Ultra Diet Scam. This um, segment confirmed my experience. So they were talking about how heaps of Australian people are having that same experience that I did, having Facebook ad pop up on their feed, click on a free trial, claiming that they were from Shark Tank and then people just getting scammed out of hundreds of dollars from this company that's based over in the US. So I thought it was really good that A Current Affair did that reveal of this dodgy product. Um, I was a bit disappointed, to be honest, as well, because they didn't actually tell people how to complain or how to contact their banks and get their money back. I mean, if this, honestly, if this happens to you, please just get straight on the phone to your bank, tell them what happened, report this as fraud, and you will be able to get this frozen and get your money back because there is clearly an investigation that's happening about this happening to so many people. And please, you know, absolutely do not believe the hype. These people have never been on Shark Tank. Uh, they are a really shadowy uh, company and we really don't know much about them. So there's an epilogue to that epilogue as well. You are not going to believe this. So I'm getting ready for this show. I'm getting all the resources. And I thought, you know what? I have to put in the show notes a link to that current affairs show, which um, describes the scam in a bit more detail. So all you guys can go and watch it and get irate. So I Google and there's nothing. I Google keto, ultra, diet, a current affair. There's nothing. In fact, whenever I Google keto, ultra, all of this positive stuff comes up, you know, just obvious bullshit saying how wonderful it is. There's not a hint of the fact that this is a massive scam anywhere. I even went to the Channel 9 um, website and directly Googled the episode of that show of A Current Affair and guess what? It's gone. 
I then um, found a news article that was linked to this and I clicked on that link and guess what? Link not available. Something bizarre is going on, you guys. This uh, keto ultra diet stuff has somehow managed to silence the information that the public needs to know to protect themselves. So this scam is bigger than I thought. I know that my bank, ANZ Bank, are doing an investigation of of this company, but it's really interesting how they've managed to um, Google wash and even take it off a current affair. And it's just, you can't find this story. You can't find the negative story. So my goodness, this podcast could be the only way that the public can find out that the keto ultra diet people are a massive scam and please stay the hell away from it. Of course, if you do go to their Facebook group, Facebook page, you will find everyone talking about the scam, but I'm talking about like finding easily accessible info to say, you know what, this is bullshit. Please stay away. Don't give them any of your credit card details. You just can't find it. It's really weird. Anyway, I did some absolute sleuthing on behalf of all of you guys. I scrolled into the Current Affair Facebook page and scrolled back and back and back and back and managed to find a link to the story. Uh, So I have popped that into the show notes. So please, if you want to find out more about what a current affair had to say and how many people have been scammed, go and look in the show notes and find it. So once again, I want to say a huge thank you to Jessie Haggerty for helping spread some sensibleness about keto. Uh, If you want to find out more about Jessie and all the wonderful stuff that she's up to, you can find her at jessiehaggerty.com and on Instagram at jessiehaggertyrd. So please go check her out and um, thank you everyone for listening and your continued support please go and give us a five-star rating and review at um, Apple if that's what floats your boat because the more people that like us, the more people that listen, the more the rage grows and the more the pushback can happen. Uh, I really can't wait to bring you another thrilling episode of All Fired Up because you never know what else is going to happen in this wacky diet culture world. So look after yourselves, everybody. I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. In the meantime, trust no one, think critically, push back against diet culture, untrap from the crap.